Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the We Like Wrestling podcast. TNA, TNA, <laughs> TNA. Uh, Fire Russo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> September, September 11th, um, last Saturday was, you know, obviously 9-11. Um, Twin Towers falling down. It was also Justin's birthday. I was going to say, who gives a shit about Twin Towers falling <laughs> down? It was my birthday. It was first. also Justin's birthday. I was born in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we we hope Justin had a good birthday. Yeah, it was alright. I'm 31. Uh, I don't care anymore. This week we will cover TNA. So um, the idea was to cover a pay per view, but there's so much to cover in TNA that just reviewing pay per view isn't isn't doable without covering TNA in general. Uh, so I think we should just broadly go over it, like yeah, ECW. Yeah, yeah I I want to mainly focus on good TNA. Um, what so, does that mean? So it's like a two-year span? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so NWA TNA into Dixie Carter TNA. Um, Dixie Carter TNA still had some good stuff. Yes. So this is yes. what we watched. I, I don't want Impact. Impact is different than TNA. Well, see, Impact isn't Dixie Carter TNA then. Impact is Anthem. I, I said I don't, I don't want Impact. Oh, okay. I want Dixie Carter, NWA. So TNA. TNA, Total nonstop TNA, action. Um, which is actually Russo's lame attempt at adult humor. Yeah. Double, what do you call it? Innuendo? Yeah. Double yeah. entendre? Um, so. No, not double entendre. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about what we, that is. We were going to. Uh, so let's. I want to cover one of the best TNA pay per views, in my opinion. You know, best. Bound for Glory 2018. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, best overall wrestling, best storylines going into it. Uh, Sacrifice 2007. Um, this is end of NWA era. So uh, we'll get to that point later uh, involving the main event. But This is still like we're still deep into the X Division. We're still using homegrown talent like Saban. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal, Bobby Roode. We're not fixated on the Hogan yeah. era yet. And uh, TNA started in 2002. So by this time, everybody is established. Um, you know who everybody they is. They finally have a deal on Spike TV. It's, it's, yeah. They're on TV at this yeah. point. Yeah. This is when I started watching TNA because I went through the guide and I saw Kurt Angle, Sting, Booker T. So mm, I don't think Booker T's here yet. No, yeah. But this is the the general. In, in the time that in the show that we're talking about, he's not here yet. Yeah. But Kevin Nash is. Yeah. Oh God. He gets kicked in the quad. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we're yeah. Booker T was here. Booker T and Scott Steiner weren't they? No, it was no. It's Tom Scott Steiner, Tyson Tomko. Yeah. Tomko. Oh, yeah. yeah Booker, Booker T's not here yet. Which is an odd. I'm not sure why they were a yeah. team, but uh, uh, just because they're in the Christian Coalition. That's it. That's the only reason. Oh. So the, because the, soon. Uh, Tonka's going to leave to Japan uh, and actually team with Giant Bernard, who is Albert or Tenzai, or Matt Bloom, yeah. um, and become NW, uh, I'm sorry, IWGP Tag Team Champions. And those dudes are big, and you should see these tiny little belts on them. Look up the picture. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. But yeah, so he leaves, and then Rick, they actually signed Rick Steiner. So you have like this dream match of Rick Steiner, Rick and Scott Steiner versus the Dudleys or Team 3D hmm. soon coming up. It um, comes up in a couple like months, I think, from here. So we we want to cover that pay per view, but we also want to cover TNA as a whole. So uh, like 
much like we did with the ECW episode, what we liked about it, you know, some of our favorite memories, some of our worst ones. Um, so let's start with the pay-per-view, the first match. Chris Saban, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, X-Division, yeah. Triple Threat. And that's one thing and about this era that I actually didn't like. Every X-Division match is a multi-man match. It's very rare to get a one-on-one. Even for a title, it's always multi-man. You know, one out of every ten matches for X-Division is a, is a singles match. But, again, those X-Division matches are usually, you know, fast-paced. and. I didn't say he's the champ. Saban's yeah. the champ. He's been the champ for a while at this point. Uh, this is his fourth reign, they talk about. It's actually the, the day after this pay-per-view is the anniversary, the four-year anniversary of his first title reign as X-Division champion. So at this point, like, we're in 2007, and Chris Saban is already, like, a highlight for TNA. And I love the shit he does. Did you guys see the way he comes out? So he comes out, and he's, like, he's, like, uh, he's happy, and he, he's a heel, though, so he's, like, annoyingly happy. And he hits the ropes, he hits the top rope, and he does this, like, really over-exaggerated wink to the camera. Oh, it's like, <laughs> fuck you, but I love you. Justin loves the, the Motor City Machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is Jay Lethal before Macho. No, this is, this is Black Machismo. Oh, doing that? Yep, okay. this is Black Machismo, but it is Sanjay Dutt before the Guru gimmick. So at this point in, in storyline, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal, I'm just going to call him Jay Lethal instead of Black Machismo. So they're in like a sort of a team like Nash, Kevin Nash has taken them under his wing because he's going to show them how to be more than just X Division stars because in Nash's mind that you're nothing if you're just an X Division wrestler. So you need a gimmick. So he gives Black Machismo, it's Jay Lethal, and he's still trying to figure out Sanjay Dutt. So the, the storyline is that Nash keeps, in, even in interviews or promos, he'll like put Jay Lethal in the front and then when they cut to Sanjay Dutt to do, they'll all walk out on him. So it's like, he's not the star. We have no time for you. We gave all of our time to Jay Lethal. So now there's a conflict there. What you see in the match, it's kind of fun. Like It's like a, we work together, but we don't work together type thing. But I actually didn't like this match so, that much. Like Dark so Order and... Uh, yeah, it's actually, it's a lot like Dark they're Order. They're the same group, but they're not friends. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dark Order and uh, Cole Cabana. Which eventually they will. Eventually, you know, in a few months, uh, well, actually weeks from this pay-per-view, Sanjay Dutt gets the Guru gimmick, and he does the love thing, and then they team again. Well, and then they got the flower title. Right, like, yes, and then they start that. teaming, and then they leave Nash, and they get SoCal Val, who for her. some reason they take a shot between her legs when Senshi's coming out of this pay-per-view. But that's, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, and they split because of her, I think. They split yes. and they do the Mega Powers explode angle yeah, between yeah. them oh, and, and she is their Liz. In fact, there are times where Jay Lethal refers to her as Liz when cutting a promo. It's supposed to be like a slip-up. He'll be like, you're, you're talking about Liz and uh, SoCal. And yeah, he'll... Like it's like and it's like he's possessed by Macho Man, and he did an almost perfect impersonation of Macho and Ric Flair. Yeah, I that, think the Flair one's better. Jay Lethal was amazing. I think like he did the whole like he did the finger in the air spin like Macho. He did the whole. I'll tell you what though, that that elbow drop sucks. Yeah, his elbow drop is nothing. I mean, Punk's is better. It, yeah. Macho's is definitely better. Fuck, I've seen a lot of guys. I've Mike Shawn Michaels is better than that. That wasn't. He did not get. He got everything but the elbow drop down. It's like he. So Macho Man kind of floated in the air, you know. 
he was he kind of like stayed there. It's almost like a hesitation elbow. And he didn't really jump unless yeah, he had to. It was he like kind of yeah. He was, sort of launched himself. Well, Jay Lethal were, just kind of like I think I think what it was was Lethal jumped out and not up. Yeah. And that's I thought it looked weird. I don't know. I, I wasn't impressed with that. But this match I thought was I mean it could have been anybody though. I and it was like it was more based. It was like they were focused on the Jay Lethal Sanjay Dutt storyline. Uh, than we were of Chris Saban being the champion and defending against two guys. So, I I don't know. Chris Saban walks out with the belt? Yeah. A lot of those X-Division matches right now, like they're interchangeable guys. Yeah, Just unfortunately. Pick any, take three or four guys to X-Division, throw them in a ring, bounce around. But, again, at this time, it's new. You know. You, well, it's not at this time. Well, we're four years into the X-Division, though. But, I mean, compared to WWE. You know, yeah, it's not on Vince's X-Division compared to Cruiserweight. It's kind of, it, it's different. Oh, yeah, it was oh, yeah, definitely yeah, it different. Was. It was and, definitely and that Ultimate match. X match, man. But they had so many guys, they just intermixed guys. Yeah, I think. And Samoa Jay, Joe, you wouldn't consider him X-Division. but he Right, was, well, it, the whole thing was always, it's not about weight limits, it's about no limits. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Chris Saban wins. Um. That he does. He does hit a beautiful. I've always loved Chris Saban's hesitation drop kick. It looks like he stalls in the air. Yeah. He does it with both of them on the tree of woe hanging down. So and then he gets it. So it's a double hesitation drop kick. So he he runs, hail. jumps, and he's literally like paused. So then, what he really does is when when he jumps, he just holds his knees really tight to his gut, and then when he gets close, like at the last minute, he explodes his legs out. So it just looks like he's. It, it just visually, it looks like he's in air longer and hesitating. It's like it's slow motion, but it, it's not. It's just, yeah. but it just looks cool. So Chris Saban walks out with the title, and soon, good opening very, match. Very soon, we will see Motor City, or actually, very soon we will see Murder City Machine Guns. But they quickly put the kibosh on that. Hmm. Yeah, Motor City Machine Guns were actually called Murder City Machine Guns hmm. first, but they didn't keep. Oh, nice. Who did Saban lose to? He had it for how much longer? I don't remember, to be honest. Um, if I were to guess, I'm going to say Joe. Yeah. Oh, you know what, though? Could be Kurt Angle. Because yeah. very soon here, Kurt Angle is a triple champion. He's half of the tag champions, he's X Division, and he's world champion. And later on tonight, he wins the title. So I think we're getting close to that. So he actually might lose it to Kurt. Wow. Yeah. That's a great opening match, though. I mean, it's... Yeah. I hate that they always use... It's like X Division had to be the opening match. And I get it. Get your crowd hype. And then kill your crowd with Robert Roode and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Bobby Roode. Robert Roode at this time. Uh, hate Tracy Brooks. She is just boobs. Yeah. We get it. You have your tits really pushed up and everybody wants to look at them. And you just put them in front of the camera. No one cares. This is you're a terrible actress. You're a terrible wrestler. That's all you're there for is oiled up tan boobs. I hope you're proud of yourself. And this is uh, Jeff Jarrett towards the end of his wrestling career? or Not really, unfortunately. I wish it was, but he probably still goes another 10 years. I mean, he was wrestling in Global Force in 2015, 16, yeah, whatever. True. So, yeah, he... He went another ten years, but I, I can't remember. not as not as full term. But I mean, I can't remember another big storyline like. Well, the Kurt Angle one, Kurt Angle one hadn't happened yet. Hmm. Yeah, he's still got another title reign. I'm pretty sure coming up. Uh, but so at this point, at the last pay per view uh, lockdown, Jared returned for Team Angle. He was like the big mystery 
partner. They did the legal lockdown match. Nobody knew if they could trust him, but he could. But he got Sting the world title match instead of giving it to Kurt, and then Kurt gets pissed off. And this is where we start to see, like, conspiracy Kurt Angle. Like, everybody's out to get him. Who's my wife sleeping with? It's Jeff. <laughs> but right now, he's just freshly back. This is his first feud. From what I've read and heard, they, Jared wanted to put one of the original guys over. Bobby Roode was kind of the only guy that isn't involved in the storyline. So let's just get him over, which is surprising. Bobby Roode goes, Robert Roode goes over in this match. Over Jeff Jarrett, a returning Jeff Jarrett. Over the owner of the... Yeah, yeah, one month into a returning Jeff Jarrett, and he goes over. Really weird. So the storyline is that Jeff Jarrett has come to the aid. He is Eric Young's friend that is keeping Eric Young employed. Oh, is that the Don't Fire Eric? Well, Don't Fire Eric was before this. So when Jim Cornette came in, uh, the and this is all kayfabe, the rumor was that Cornette's going to fire someone. And Eric Young thought it was going to be him. So he got the chant, the fans to chant, don't fire Eric, don't fire Eric. <laughs> and then he was kayfabe fired. But Bobby Roode bought his contract. So now he's Bobby Roode's slave. Oh. Yeah. But so at, at this point, uh, Jeff Jarrett, I guess, is kind of like Eric's friend. And he's fighting for his honor. But they're not fighting for his, like, slave contract. So I don't really know what they're wrestling for. But either way, he doesn't win. Uh, but I just thought it was weird. This isn't a blood feud, and it starts with a walk and brawl on the ramp. Huh. Like, Bobby Roode cuts him off on the ramp. And then they walk and brawl for, like, three minutes. And then finally get into the ring. A bunch of uh, figure four leg locks. Eventually, Bobby Roode gets the win. And then Jeff Jarrett puts a figure four on Bobby Roode after the win. And then... Tracy Brooks is going to hit him with a guitar, hit Jeff Jarrett with a guitar, and then EY comes in, double legs her, and then puts her in a figure four also. Hmm. Uh, kind of a nothing match, though. It really it was weird. It was very out of place. Maybe the build on Impact was better, but I watched Lockdown, didn't watch Impact, watched this, and there was no reason for Bobby Roode and Jeff Jarrett as of the month before to be feuding, especially not a blood feud where you're starting with a walk and brawl through the crowd. So, I don't know. Very, uh, especially when you know you're going to have Chris Harris and James Storm, which is a blood feud, literally yeah, is yeah. going to be a blood feud. They are going to take each other out, go through the building. Why would you start this way? Every match should be in the ring so that when they go, it's a little more special. But yeah. it's just the way I see wrestling. Saban lost to Jay Lethal, by the way. Oh, he did? So then Jay Lethal loses to Kurt Angle? Small Joe. Oh, and then Small Joe loses to Kurt Angle? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're pretty far away, or does that all happen really fast? Saban won it in January 2007, lost it June 17th. Yeah, I don't know when this pay-per-view was. Uh, the sacrifice. Actually, I don't know when this pay-per-view was. This was May, so next month. And then Jay Lethal has it for two days. <laughs> and he loses Joe. June 19th to Joe. Joe loses in August 12th to Kurt Angle. So, yeah. so uh, in August, so May to August is when Kurt starts becoming the triple, the triple champion. So, yeah, he gets this belt. He becomes conspiracy Kurt where he thinks everybody's out to get him. And then he starts surrounding himself with people, which eventually will become the main event mafia. Which I didn't think was a terrible idea. No. So Booker's not far from coming in then. Yeah. So, yeah, it says, yeah, Kurt had... 
TNA World, the IGF World. I don't know what IGF is. It's their version of the IWGP. I was going to say IWGP. TNA World Tag, then he wins X Division. Mm. So the next match is Christopher Daniels and Rhino. Seems to be another out of nowhere match. Yeah, well, why? Is Christopher Daniels a heel or a yeah, face? I think he's a heel at this point. Okay, so he's is Sting so is Sting a heel or a face? Later on. He seems pretty face, but if he's with Christopher Daniels or doing this thing where him and Daniels he's got a secret or whatever, I don't know. It was really weird. Because this was yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Daniels was a heel. For the first... Because he had the beard. He had, like, this whole... Remember, like, the fallen angel thing? Yeah, the thing on his face, yeah. But, I mean, he... I don't know. So, at this point, he had just come back. He came in and he attacked Jerry Lynn and Chris Saban the month before. I think it was the month before. No, it was not. It was two months before. It was, it was not lockdown. It was before lockdown. Hmm. Was it Bound for Glory? Either way, he comes in the two pay-per-views before this. He comes back, he attacks Jerry Lynn and Chris Sabin. Then he goes into a feud with Jerry Lynn, small feud with Jerry Lynn, and then he starts doing this Sting stuff, where he's wearing Sting's mask, he's carrying a bat, he, nobody understands it. For the first three minutes and 20 seconds, they do not talk about this match. They only talk about Christopher Daniels and Sting and this thing that they're doing. The match is 9 minutes and 57 seconds long. So a third of the match. So for a third of the match, they don't even acknowledge the match. And I'm sure they talk about it more through the match, but I kept realizing they haven't said anything about Rhino. They're not talking about why this match is happening. It's just, here's a match, and we're going to talk about it. It's like something that you would see on old 93-94 Raw, where... It's a nothing jobber match. They're just putting over who the guy's going to face next. Which, from my knowledge, I don't think Christopher Daniels and Sting ever feud. So I don't know where this goes. Where does Rhino come in? Just somebody for Daniels to wrestle? I mean, they feud. Dude, I don't know. I know before this, Rhino was feuding with um, AJ. At, oh, that's what it was. It was Destination X. That was two shows before this. He was feuding with AJ. And they had like a, what's the, what's not Ultimate X. Was it Ultimate X? What's the, what's the one with, not the, it's like a scaffold up top, but it was an X. Oh, the, the scaffolding, the match. Yeah, but, yeah it was yeah. like a scaffold match, but it was, it was designed to be an X. I remember that. I like, gore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a terrible gore. Yeah. So that's where that, and then he feuded with James Storm at some point because he was an alcoholic. <laughs> He really was, and they, you know, it always goes over well when you bring that up on TV. And James Storm is like peering, pouring beer on him. And during the match, so it's a bar match, it's a bar room brawl or whatever. And during the match, uh, he starts drinking the fake liquor that's at the bar. So is he supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy for? Breaking sobriety and drinking liquor. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of TNA, man. A lot of TNA weird. was confusing. Yeah, yeah a lot of weird booking. So Christopher Daniels beats Rhino. Rhino keeps jobbing to people. You know, he's the only guy. He's that veteran to, to put people yeah, over. Yeah, he's the only. He's, he's the, the cashier. Oh, well, okay. 
I was gonna say he's the only ECW guy they have, but it's not true. They have Jerry Lane. Dudley's. Oh yeah, Dudley's too. Okay. Uh, and this is what like second or third time Rhino was there because he leaves and comes back. Leaves no, this back. is his first time there. Yeah. This is his first one. Okay. Yeah. You know how so before WWE. No. After okay. ECW, before WWE. After ECW, he went to WWE. Because remember, he was there for. Um, yeah, he was there for Invasion. Well, not only that, but he was there for WrestleMania X7. He was part of the TLC match. Yeah. TLC 2. And that was in 2001. This is 2007. Yeah, he's been to WWE already. Um, but, so, in, in WWE, his name was Rhino with a Y. Yeah. In TNA, his name is Rhino with an I. But dude must not have had any cash because he couldn't get a new singlet made. So what he did was he just cut off part of the Y and made it look like an I. And there's this big gap <laughs> in his singlet. Yeah, it looks weird. So next match was the used to be the Bashams. Now one's name is just Basham and the other's name is Damaja. I don't know why, but okay. Their match was by Christy Hemi. And they take on just Kip James. I don't know. There's a, was there a storyline of why BG James wasn't in this match? Also, is there a, story... a singles match? I think no, it was a handicap. Two on one. Yeah, it was two on one. Is there a reason that Kip James became Kip James? Did him and BG get married? Who is also Road Dog, right? Yeah, BG James is Road Dog. Kip, Kip James, James is Billy Gunn. Gunn. Kip... They were called the James Gang, were they? Yeah. See, I, so I did think Kip... BG James would be Billy Gunn. BG James, why? Really gun, BG. Yeah, I guess. Oh. It, I mean, his real name is Brian. That's probably where the B comes from. Yeah. And you know, Kip's real name is Kip. But he, he must have married Road Dog and took his last name. <laughs> his name's Monty Sop. <laughs> oh, his name's not Kip. No, it's Monty Sop. Oh, which is worse. That is, that's so weird. <laughs> and he's not Canadian. That sounds like a Canadian name. Yeah, he's from Texas. Well, same with uh, Bray Wyatt. His real name is like. Wyndham. No, Wyndham, Wyndham, but no, yeah, that, that makes weird. sense. That's his, his, his uncle. Oh, it's his uncle. uncle. Yeah. yeah. Rotunda, his dad, married Wyndham's sister. Oh, okay. So she is a Wyndham. But Barry Wyndham is his, hmm. his uncle. But, uh, that match was, yeah. It's four minutes long and nobody cared. So the, the whole storyline going in to this is that over a couple of months, um, Kip James and BG James are male chauvinists who have no respect for women. But they're the faces. Because this is Vince Russo booking. <laughs> and Christy Hemi is trying to fight for women's rights. She's the heel. And she keeps bringing in these other teens to fight on her behalf. But they're also the heel. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Exactly. But it does to Vince Russo because Vince Russo hates black people and women. That's a fact. And wrestling fans, apparently. And wrestling fans. <laughs> Just wrestling in general. Yeah. I really don't understand so why he's... So before VKN? VKM? Yeah, they're not V... Well, they are VKM right now. Okay. Yeah. Which is what? Voodoo King well, Mafia. Voodoo King Mafia, it's but also... it's really just a knock on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's all. Uh, we're already past the them calling out. Uh, they actually they went to a studio where WWE is filming a vignette for like SummerSlam or something in Florida, and they went to that studio and like started eating their catering. And Rey Mysterio shows up on camera and they blur out his face. Yeah, 
Like, they could have got really, really in trouble if Vince actually thought TNA was worth a damn. <laughs> he probably just thought it was funny. But yeah, they used he to probably like, thought not even publicity they'll get yeah. about me suing them. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, so they were calling out uh, Paul Levesque and Sean Hickenbottom every week. They would come out and call them out and shit like that. And then they realized, oh, these guys aren't responding to us. So, <laughs> you know, they just gave up and then they became male chauvinists. And uh, this show, you said, was what, 900 in attendance or something? Yeah, yeah it's at the Impact Which show. Which is a full yeah. house. Yeah. I think that's a sellout. Sell yeah, it's at the Asylum or whatever they called it. Yeah, Impact it's Zone. Uh, it's, it's not... They, they gave away tickets. You got in for free. So that's the thing. So TNA at this time, the way you regularly book wrestling is you have four weeks of free TV for millions of viewers to potentially watch. And you want those people to watch. And at the end of that month, you want them to buy your pay-per-view. Because this is your free TV. You want them to then pay money because you have built it up. TNA's theory is let's book everything for the pay-per-view to make you have to watch impact on thursday i don't know why but for some reason that's the way they did things so they would give out tickets for to to make it look good on tv to draw viewers in they were only worried about viewers on spike tv they did not care about attendance they didn't care about pay-per-view buys, they they just wanted you to watch Impact on Spike. And it was Universal well, Studios, so it was free. You could just walk up and watch a wrestling show. That's something that, you know, Spike TV is, is a bigger channel. So, compared not to... As big, not well, as big as USA. Compared now. to ECW. Oh, well, no, I think Spike yeah. TV... Spike TV actually was TNN. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but you know, Spike has uh, a thousand ways to die, and Man Code that and show. you know all those shows. So, mm -hmm. so it attracts. Yeah, they also had Raw. Male so. demographic is yeah. But TNA was focused on the TV part, so they can get money in. Yeah, but the real money comes from your fans. Yeah. Your fans buying pay per view. Yeah. Like this. So at this show, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal, um, they have their little thing at the end, and then Sanjay Dutt kicks Kevin Nash. He comes out and says, uh, Sanjay Dutt, I don't know where you ran off to, but Thursday on Impact, I'm going to find you. So, nothing was resolved at this pay-per-view that I paid for. I could just skip it and see what happens next week <laughs> on Impact. Watch the highlights. Exactly. Everything, nothing culminates at these shows, at these pay-per-views. Everything, if you wanted to, you could just skip it and just watch the next week. And you didn't miss anything. And that's the, I think that's the biggest problem. So the next match is the good one. Probably the best match on the card. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not Jerry Lynn yet. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on. I got you guys with that one. Uh, Chris Harris and James Storm. Yeah. Texas death match. No holes barred. Bloodbath. So this match alone, I feel like, had a big part in making this pay-per-view one of the best that TNA offered. Yeah, yeah because I literally cringed at a spot. Yeah. I, well, no, two spots. Two spots. It started the way it should have started. Brawl. That, you know, I've always told you guys that. No one should be coming out and posing with two guys who well, just hate each other. Why are these two fighting? 
So okay, so America's Most Wanted yeah. was from day one. They were the number one tag team in TNA. They came from a small promotion in Nashville, I believe. Uh, Jeff Jarrett found them and brought them in, and they were going to be the top guys. Uh, and they were for like three, four years. They wrestled everybody, had great matches with everybody. And then the Dudleys came in. <laughs> James Storm, Chris Harris, um, Cow- sorry, Cowboy James Storm, Wildcat Chris Harris. Everybody needs a, 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 name, nickname. a nickname. Yeah. So finally, and, and they did it right. They did it perfect. They couldn't beat LAX. So James LAX. Storm. Yeah, the original LAX. Yeah. James Storm finally gets fed up and turns on Chris Harris, smashes the bottle over his face, and the right thing to do, Chris Harris goes away for like three months. James Storm continues on his heel run. He gets uh, Jackie, um, Jacqueline, here they call her Miss Jackie, uh, as a manager, and they go full heel. Great heel, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, She's got the cowboy hat on, too. Yeah, they're doing the full. Has some great on-and-off matches and small feuds until Chris Harris comes back. Then they have a really terrible blindfold cage match. Not necessarily their fault. TNA gave them crappy blindfolds. I don't know what they were thinking. It was last minute. Not their fault. They did the best they could with it. But now we get to see what they were really capable of doing. Put them in a blood match. This is it. This is the final culmination. This is you two hate each other. Chris Harris has taken off the eye patch, and they and they talk about that a lot during the match. And they're wearing jeans. They're wearing. Yeah, it's you know, a it's, real it's, street yeah. fight. Well, you said if if this is some guy who I've been waiting to get my hands on, I yeah. hate him. I'm not gonna lock up with him. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go after him. I'm gonna yeah. see who the bell rings. Let's go. And that's how they did it, and it was really be. good. Two spots I want to bring up. Um, I can't remember. Was it James Storm in Tree of Woe to the outside? And Chris Harris hits him with a chair while he's hanging down. Mm. Face fully exposed. Hits him right in the face. Not on the head. Not on the back of the head. Right in the face. Mm. Second spot is definitely James Storm is under a table. Table set up. James Storm is under the table. Chris Harris goes to catapult him. And I look. The moment I see this spot being set up, I look. There's still the metal fucking rim around the table. If one bad thing would have caught, we would have had a Joey Mercury incident. His whole face would have just obliterated and started gushing blood. Is that where he got busted open? Well, I mean, they, they both bladed. Those are blade jobs. Oh. Those weren't hard ways. But that would have been a hard way. Joey Mercury hard way. He, he, he would have split his face open. Shit would have yeah. started swelling. He would have needed to be rushed to the hospital. I thought the uh, spear was pretty... Yeah, the spear was cool. But it, that didn't make me cringe. The, those two spots, chair to the face and... Then the face up to the metal brim on the table, but it's such a brawl. Uh, we can't even. I, I can't even call the match. It was. It was that awesome. It's, these two guys hate it. each other, and it like, should be what it should be like. If I hate a guy, I'm not gonna suplex him. Yeah, I want to beat the shit out of him. There's no kicks. They're not. Yeah. There are no yeah. submissions. They're not or trying like to out wrestle yeah, each other. Beating the crap out of each other. Just picture him in a back alley. That's what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. And when I when I brought up this pay per view, that's what I thought of. I was like, "Oh, this is that one where these yeah. two guys." I yeah. completely forgot that was James Storm's old finisher, that Eye of the Storm. Oh yeah, that oh, spinning razor's edge. Sort of yeah, thing. that's exactly yeah. what it is. So at turning point, 
I believe, which is months before this pay-per-view, he has a match with Petey Williams. And there it's a bull rope match. And it's actually really cool. So he goes to do the eye of the hurricane or eye of storm, I mean. And he, he does that, and the, the bull rope spins with him. And it just looks really cool. It's like a cool visual because the rope spins with him, and you can actually see it turning. Yeah. I didn't like Chris Harris's finisher. What was Chris Harris's finisher? What was it called? The catatonic. What was it? Which is a sort of a rock bottom-ish sort of. Mm-hmm. I hate rock bottoms. It's just a body slam. Right. But this, this match alone is what I, I this was the money maker, in in my opinion. Um, well, there's three right. matches yeah. that are really iconic on this. Yeah. Anytime AJ Styles and Samoa Joe yeah. are ever in the oh, ring yeah. together, I mean, I have that awesome picture of the book of them signed where AJ's doing the phenomenal elbow outside or phenomenal forearm. Sorry. Out of the ring to Joe. I mean, and they've it a million times, and it's always, and it's always good. good. Yeah, always too. good. Whether you throw somebody else in there, Christopher Daniels, whatever, it's still good. So I think that match. So the the main event. Storm and, and Harris. So Harris went over. Uh yeah. Yeah. They both had a beer bottle at the end. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And, and did did Harris's break? Before he hit him, I thought. Yeah. Like he okay. swung it and it broke. I thought so. And Storm sold That's what it looked like. Okay. I was. I watched it with my son, who was confused by the rules, because Storm got the first pin. And, and then, oh, and then the, oh yeah, that was weird. And the match kept going, and he's like, but he just won. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not over. He goes, oh, so is it the most falls? I'm like, no. No, not exactly. You get pinned, you have 10 seconds to 10 get up. 10 seconds to get up. So the watch, pins don't uh, mean Yeah, shit. that's weird. Watch, well, it's not weird. They've done it before. WrestleMania 10, uh, Macho Man and Crush, that was the idea mm. of their match, so... The finish of that one was pretty cool, though, because Macho Man ties up Crush's leg and hangs him by his leg, and then he and then he can't get down, so he can't make it back to the ring. Why not just have if you're not gonna get down, you have ten seconds to get up? Why not make it a last man standing match? Yeah. Well, it is a last man standing, but it's a pinned yeah, last man standing, which doesn't mean anything. But TNA has a habit of having weird matches. Yeah, yeah, weird stipulations. I've explained it to my son. <laughs> And I was sort of not sure myself. So. <laughs> Look up the last rights match. Sting and Abyss. It's a casket match. But the casket goes up into the air. Oh. Oh. No, it's not that cool. No, just watch it. <laughs> I don't, don't remember don't that. It was bad. So what happened after this ended your feud? Where did yeah. we both go after this? No, this is, this is the end. Where, did where, did, where does beer money come in? So um, how, well, it's actually, they've already tagged once or twice. Um, but as two solo guys, yes. So it slowly starts. We've got we've got a lot of time before beer money. Though. Beer beer money doesn't come in until Motor City Machine Guns are faces. They are not faced for a long time. So I gotta say, beer money doesn't come in until two thousand either end of two thousand eight, two thousand nine ish. Yeah, because th- that's the big one. I mean, they kind of formed and had their matches. But how do they form to begin with? They were just two throw together. Guys just like Sheamus and Cesaro, yeah, you know how eventually Sock, who's two guys thrown together. Yeah, it's it, it becomes it. Um, I mean, that's how that's how Motor City Machine Guns forms. Yeah. They're both heels. Um, they saw how well they worked together months prior at Lockdown, and because it was really good, I suggest you guys go watch that match because you'll you'll mark man. You'll be like, think about none of the people in this crowd right now know that Motor Motor City Machine Guns are going to be the greatest tag team of all time. <laughs> After the Rockers, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Although it would be fun to see like '89 Rockers versus Motor City Machine Gun 2008. 
would definitely, I'd dig that. Yeah. Where does Harris go from here? I mean, I don't remember exactly. He never where, became a champion. No, they don't really he go never did anything. He does him. wrestle for the belt. I yeah, think he never did anything that I remember. He was Braden Walker. Come on. I think he. <laughs> Well, he does. I mean, he doesn't last much longer in TNA. Uh, he does get fired for something. I don't remember what. And then before he comes back, or maybe he gets hurt. And then before he comes back, he gets his contract to go to WWE and become Brian Walker. But he tried to bulk up because he thought that's what people wanted. Or that's what Vince wanted. So people told him that. And then he ended up just bulking up the wrong way. He got overweight. Uh, they saw Wildcat. And like you said, they got Dead Cat. And... <laughs> It, it was downhill. I mean, he, he couldn't he couldn't lose it. He had no charisma when he went there. And I think it's because he had nobody to feed off of. You know, he was comfortable in TNA. Big fish, small pond. He now went as a nobody. You know, look what happened to uh, Marcus Corvon. Mm-hmm. Monty, Monty Brown, you know. Yeah. He didn't thrive up there. It's, he was a big thing in TNA. Yeah, and yeah. He, was, was he, he was either a champion or he was in the championship run. Uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, he was a top guy for sure. And, you know, he also went up there and nothing really happened with him. At this point, I think the TNA guys that were big names in TNA now or prior to 2007, they got this ego about them. And they should have. You know, Chris Harris was a great wrestler there. They took that ego to Vince and they quickly got shot down yeah. and didn't know how to handle themselves. Same with uh, Kaz when he was there. Um, when the fuck was Kaz there? He was on he was Smackdown. Oh, he was on Smackdown. Guy. Smackdown. Oh, but he? he had a couple matches. Yeah, yeah, for like a month and he was gone. But, you know, Kaz was... Wait a minute. I just realized serotonin isn't on this pay-per-view at all. The pay-per-view prior to this, uh, Kaz and Raven and Matt Bentley and... Oh, who was the other guy? What's the... Who... He was with Lance Hoyt. Uh, the rocking guy. What the hell was his name? Uh, Jimmy Rave? Jimmy Rave. Jimmy yeah, Rave. Yeah. So they had this team called Serotonin. It was Raven's flock. but And Kaz had now broken away from them. And they were all still feuding. So it was Matt Bentley, who was Shawn Michaels' nephew. And can't wrestle for shit. He's not Shawn Michaels. Uh, Jimmy Rave and Raven. And they were all feuding against Kaz. Who came out to his knockoff... Uh, it's a Metallica song. I think it's like one, but it's like a knockoff version. Oh. It's funny. It's You can tell that it's a Metallica song, but it's not. Mm. And uh, that's like his gimmick. He's a big Metallica fan. Yeah, <laughs> my gimmick is I like Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Kaz was known in TNA, and then he was SmackDown, yeah. and he didn't do anything. I can't believe he still like looks the same. Yeah, he hasn't aged. Yeah, really. Yeah, Austin Aries came to the and did nothing. Stuck on two. Oh, so that's another thing. Actually... Uh, prior to this, Austin Aries has just left the company. Prior to this pay per view, he was Austin Star. He was a, he was he was supposed to be a gay gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left because he. This is when TNA was like, okay, we're getting bigger. You, if you had dates for ROH, you have to cancel them. And Austin Aries like, no, they treat me like a real wrestler. You treat me like a gimmick. So I'm gonna finish my dates for ROH, whether you like it or not. And they're like, well, if you do that, you're fired. He's like, okay, well. And then he went there and became a champion. So I think he made out pretty well. Yeah, and he held like 10 belts all at yeah, once. Well, at that was, that's yeah. years later. Yeah, but, but he becomes the champion in ROH, and then they bring him back to TNA as just Austin Aries. And then before he, becomes... he was also a star. Um, and it was really stupid. So 
he was part of Paparazzi Production, which was Austin Aries, uh, Alex Shelley, and oh man, somebody else. And then they were with Kevin Nash. That was again helping the exhibition guys. And then Austin Star, Austin Aries. His gimmick was A Star is born. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you took your ROH date. <laughs> but he, he, I mean, he's, he'll go down as one of the best wrestlers of this age. But yeah, so, he's not here anymore. You know, that sucks. His WWE run was awful. So, uh. Oh, well, yeah. Not awful. Come on. He had some good not, matches. Yeah, but I wouldn't say he, awful, You can't really. say awful. If he he was definitely worth more than the, the oh, Cruiserweight. Yeah. yeah. But he was, he was on NXT. Didn't they put him in some stuff in NXT? I think he started in NXT. Yeah, yeah. Five. yeah he, was, he couldn't beat Neville. He had he, that eye injury to his out. Yeah, that was, that was legit. Yeah. yeah. I remember the last thing from Ares. I think he lost the belt. Uh, maybe the Neville. But he was outside sitting against the ring and he just looked pissed. So, eh, whatever. But, but you're getting paid. That's what I don't understand. Like, like AJ Styles. Like, yeah, he hasn't been the best storylines for in his WWE career. But, but he's like, doing what he wanted to do. You're, you're finally there. You made it to the big time. You've done. The, what was there really for Austin Aries to do? Just go with it, man. Stay in WWE. Get your money. Be on TV. You've done the best stuff you were going to do. Not saying like your best days are behind you, but like people know who you are. Yeah. I think you've cemented your legacy. Nothing's going to hurt that. I don't. When I think of Austin Aries, I don't think of his WWF run. I think of all the great matches I saw before. Him and Jerry Lynn in ROH. They had some great matches. So I think some of these guys get a little too caught up in their head. Like, oh, I go to WWE and, and they're going to kill my, my character that I've built over all these years. But Which you know what? True. Just relax. Yeah. Samoa Joe. What did he really do in WWE? Nothing. But I still love Samoa Joe. He's had some great right. matches in his past. Samoa Joe in NXT was great. Yeah. He, well, Main Bobby roster Roode was... hasn't done much. I still like Bobby Besides, Roode. you know... Vince, ending Tyson Kidd's career. Yeah. If if Vince is in charge, they're it's bad. It's but is it bad? I mean, you don't have to do as many I mean, crazy spots. AJ came You're not over jumping out on your neck every night to do a suicide dive. AJ AJ debuted at the Rumble, and you know Vince was like, "Hey, don't don't be surprised if you don't get a reaction. They might not know who you are." Meanwhile, That's crowd true. pops. That's true though, and because, because as. We listened to Bruce Pritchard, and Bruce Pritchard has said many times, Vince doesn't watch anything else. But you got to also understand, kids, if there's an 11-year-old in that crowd who is a huge Roman Reigns fan, and all they know is Roman Reigns and the Shield, and that's what they know. They don't give a shit what AJ did in TNA or in when Japan. Were born. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know who he is. And if their parents now came, that's three people... Right there, who have no idea who this guy is. So it's okay to understand that. Okay, yes, AJ got a great pop, but that was in Philly, right? Was that the one that he debuted at? Was it Philly? It might have been. I don't think that was the one Roman one. It wasn't. I no. Oh. Well, I think that was the one Triple H one. But Vince doesn't watch anyone else, and Vince assumes that his loyal fans don't watch well, anything else either. One of the Highlanders so, went to a TNA show and got fired. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of. That is his... Especially prior to this show. Blinders. Yeah. yeah. But you got to think that. I've told you before. Number one, do not acknowledge number two. Yeah, I know. Why? Saying, but he can't just assume that no one else watches anything but WWE. So. But you can't assume that everyone watches 
other wrestling. Yeah. And that you're going to get, you know, if he would have told AJ, you're going to go out there and people are going to be like, oh my God, it's AJ Styles. And then he goes out and people are sitting on their hands going, oh, look, it, was this guy on NXT? I must not have seen him. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> oh, a new guy. Who's yeah. the new guy? Yeah. So but, it's better to lower the expectation. Hey, they might not know you. And then you go out there and you get this huge pop. Where does Vince think all these new guys come from? It's not about where they come from. It's about you're here now. I don't care what you've done in the past. You know, Mankind, he didn't care that Mick Foley had done Cactus Jack in Japan and in WCW and in ECW. I am now, I, I have Mankind, and this is what you're going to do. I don't care about that past stuff. Now, get over, and we can start talking. But you think he cared that Undertaker was mean Mark? No. No one cares about that. He's got to focus on his product. He has the billion-dollar company that's traded on the New York Stock Exchange. He's got to worry about that. If I were him, I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, these guys have done other things, and that's why I'm bringing them in, and that's why I've rated talent to bring the best that I've heard about, but now it's your time to show me. So don't go by, well, you should have seen what I did back then. Show me now what you can do. And TNA, same thing. They brought in Kurt Angle as a doped up dude. And, and he was having Angle? drug problems at that time. That's why he left WWE because he refused to go to rehabbing it clean. Yeah. And TNA could have just said, well, you know, if you're not going to get clean, you're not going to get clean. But they let him go, let's see what you can do here. Let's see what we can do for you. And they let him do it. And he, that revived his career. Kurt Angle might have had a better career in TNA. Arguably. And honestly, Kurt Angle was more of a TNA guy. Like, I agree. He was there longer. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. I think so. Well, Debuted does, that, does that still hold true since he started wrestling again, technically for Vince? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it still yeah. holds true that he yeah. was there longer? Because he, he, left, he left TNA in like 2015 or something, 2014. Mm. And that was like a good seven, he eight was, years. He was rehab, but he also, what I remember, refused to acknowledge he had a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which no, he did not. Yeah, what did you rehab for? Nothing wrong with exactly. me. Yeah. I think he went yeah. to TNA in like 2006. Right, you're out of your mind. Like, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you, know, you know who never had a problem? Jerry Lynn. <laughs> I, I don't know I that like, to large, be true. No, I, didn't, I don't know that to be true. Jerry Lynn might have had a problem, but he's still a tremendous wrestler. He's next, I think, isn't he? Yep. Of course, that's what. That's why segue. We call this a segue. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast industry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the next match is a four-way. Jerry Lynn, Tiger Mask, technically number three or four, I think. Uh, this is not the Tiger Mask that wrestled Dynamite Kid. Alex Shelley and Senshi, Loki, Caval, whatever you want to call him. Because <laughs> I don't know why he went back to TNA and called himself Senshi. Well, no, he didn't. He left. He left to go to ROH as Loki, and then came back as Senshi. So he was Loki. And then he went first, to WWE and became Cabal. Cabal. And then he went back and became and Loki? Loki again. Yeah, yeah I, it's I, weird. Yeah. Pick a name, dude. I get it. You're a Mortal Kombat fighter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, I gotta show you guys a never picture. won a match in WWE. Really? That was his whole gimmick that he couldn't win. We won in NXT. Well, the competition. The competition, not... And then the once he hit the roster, he couldn't win any matches. I remember he had a match at, like, Night of Champions with Dolph, right? He earned it by winning the NXT. Oh, okay. And he lost, and he never couldn't win. Because mm. that was actually a cool match, I remember. That was when yeah. Dolph was still, like... 
Yeah. Dolph, not just go make this guy <laughs> look good. Not just a bummer machine. Yeah. Uh, this match was good. It, again, it, this wasn't the greatest X Division match I've ever seen. Again, it's a uh, multi-man. Alex Shelley didn't get enough time in the ring. <laughs> Jerry Lynn wins. Uh, this is a, like... TNA does a lot of this where they'll bring guys in, like Tiger King, who's not under contract. Tiger Max. Tiger Max, sorry. Tiger King is a Tiger Netflix King is the show. Tiger King's the other guy, yeah. No, he's not a guy. <laughs> well, he is a guy, but it's a Netflix show. But they'll bring him in for things like this, and then they're never sort of seen again. One-offs, or... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they I brought Liger in. Yeah, well, I mean, Tiger Mask uh, wasn't Naka, a TNA guy. Nakamura, they brought him Nakamura, in. They used to do World yeah. Cups. A lot too. So yeah. they would, they had a relation with like they AAA, brought in Japan guys. Japan. And, yeah. yeah, they had a relation with these guys. Um, There's a video that says people you didn't know were in TNA. Yeah, yeah. Nakamura's I mean, on there. Yeah, a lot of the punk, a lot of Moxley, CM Punk, Moxley. Yeah. Doesn't Moxley have pink hair there? I think so. Wait, yeah, is he terrible. Moxley or is he John? No, Good? he's he's Mox. Oh, he's Moxley, yeah. I think. Yeah, or he may have been John. No, John Good was his was his velocity name. Yeah. Uh, it was his real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this wasn't the best match. Jerry Lynn goes over. He's like 84 at this point. I don't know. Is it for like next in line for the belt, like a number one contendership, or just a random I don't think match? so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't I know mean, if there's any story behind it or anything. Not that they touched on. I don't remember them saying anything about number one contender. Oh. It just was what it was. Um, and then another triple threat. Like, what is, Do you realize how many multi-man matches were on the show? Now we have a triple threat tag match. Yeah. Team 3D, who are the belt collectors before Austin Aries was belt collector. Uh, they had... This is for the IWGP. Right? Oh, was it? Yes. This this right here says NWA World Tag Champions. Uh, so I they think, did have the IWGP. I think it was for the IWGP tag. They had... Is there a IW- belt they haven't had? I don't know. They had... So they come, out, they come out with an ECW championship replica... A WCW championship replica, a WWE championship replica, a TNA title, well, NWA, sorry, uh, IWGP, and Fusion, which is some other little promotion in Japan. So they come out with all of these belts. One's like around his head, they're holding them, they're around the waist, everything. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they're facing Scott Steiner and Tomako, Tomko. <laughs> I could have swore there was another tag match that was for the actual TNA tag belt. No, they are the they're oh. champion. They're the everything okay. champion. Yeah. And LAX is also in the match. Uh, so, Team 3D and LAX have been feuding for a while. Uh, this match, I think, was really a nothing match. I think it was more to put over the story of Scott Steiner and Tomko not trusting each other in the Christian Coalition than it was to do anything else. Uh, it was... It was six guys brawling, get your shit in, and be done. It was a 12-minute match with six guys. It, it really... Dudley's went over. Yeah, Dudley's went over. They kept their titles. They beat Tomko. They, they I do Tomko. believe they hit a 3D on Tomko, yeah. yeah. Again, like you said, this is one of those tune-in Thursday to see if Steiner and Tomko... Exactly. Go right. at each other. It was more for the storyline. Yeah. Let's see what keeps on going with this storyline than it is to, to really care about the tag titles. Um, but again, the storyline isn't really about the tag titles. It's more about Dudley's have 3D, has all these belts. And who can beat them? Yeah, yeah, who can beat them for these? So next we have Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. Great match. That was a nothing match. We can blow it. 
No, but those two it, guys never amounted to anything. The thing is, it kind of was a nothing match. Yeah. If you've seen AJ and Joe, like, yeah, it's always good, but it's always kind of the same thing. Everybody does their own moves, and then well, Joe's too smart because he remembers yeah. this stuff, so he moves out of the way for some of AJ's stuff, which is the cool thing. Yeah, I love when he does that. You, shit. you always say like, if somebody's on the rope, yeah, Samoa Joe walks away. He doesn't Joe just does stand that shit like, all the time. As he should. I mean, seriously. Yes, it's how every wrestler if should do. You see do. a car coming towards you, you don't stand you, there and wait for it. You move. It's actually my favorite Joe move. My favorite thing Samoa Joe does is not a muscle buster or any kind of submission or any move. It's the walk away from you when you try to do a flying move. Because he just, I love it. It's yeah. just, it's so it's cool. Why stand yeah, there it makes wait, sense. Catch yes. you guys. Exactly, like, it makes sense. The guy's outside just standing there waiting for oh, the guy so to come along. So at this point, Joe's pretty damn over. We've gone through the this Joe is going to kill you Joe, phase. This is the night. We're very, not yet, no, not dick on the face Joe. This isn't. Joe yeah. with Taz. He's a come out with yeah. that knife, like. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah. Dick face. Joe's gonna kill you. Yeah. Yeah, he drew face his dick paint, on. Yeah. yeah, he drew his dick on his face. <laughs> That's when he was with Taz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not there yet. That was like. That was like reincarnation. Also, main event mafia type face. Too. Yeah, might be. Styles is the heel. Styles is the heel. Styles yeah. is in Christian Coalition. Because he oh. was like getting the cameraman's face. And like, I, yeah. But this is so. There's a promo earlier that like that AJ goes to cut and. So, at one point, uh, Scott Steiner during this promo says, he's, he's cutting his shit on Tomko, and he says to Christian, you need to figure, figure out Tomko, and figure out what he's doing, and Christian goes, I don't figure anything out, that's not what I do, and it was so good, Christian, <laughs> Christian was so good at this point, but then AJ just like gets in front of the camera, because he's like, it's like he's playing the little brother, the little annoying brother. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get to Mo Joe tonight. And Chris is just like, come on, stop. Just come on. Focus, focus, come on. Uh, so, yeah, that, and that's what he's doing here. He's getting in the camera's face. He's, he's like little brother heat, you know. Like, shut up. Just shut up, you know. Not go away heat, not Xbox heat, but, you know, just shut up. <laughs> You're being annoying. So this isn't Joe and Styles' first match. Oh, hell no. No. They've they were fighting, like, 2002 when TNA yeah, debuted. It was well, like, no, Joe wasn't there yet. Joe was Joe was when Joe was like ROH champion when TNA mm-hmm. first started. Um, I know they're sort of like Cena and Orton. They've always yeah, yeah. Be but they don't separate. But and come the back difference together. is <laughs> AJ different. and Samoa Joe are always good. Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> Cena and Orton are great. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll flip flop, heel face. Yes, exactly. And they'll go away. Joe, last time they faced Joe was the heel. And AJ was the baby face, uh, overcome the odds. And this wasn't AJ Ric Flair yet, was it? No, no but this no. is this is AJ getting there. This is his co- This is starting to get his cockiness. Long hair. No, 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 you're you're mixing up. Yeah. No, no, he doesn't do long hair. Not soccer mom hair. Yeah, soccer mom doesn't come until <laughs> he starts feuding with Dixie. Carter. That's aces and eights. Yeah, that's aces and eights, right? No, this is still even when he's with Jared uh, with Flair in. Fortune, which is dumb. Uh, I didn't, dumb I didn't like the Styles flair thing. Uh, yeah, like this. You're not the robe. And I was gonna I, say the styles yeah. aren't the same, but I realized what we're talking about. <laughs> fun, so. Yeah, it's the, you're not the Ric Flair. You're just the AJ Styles. It's, it was weird, but that is this is actually starting to get there because like here he's like he's Christian's little buddy. You know, he's the background guy. Eventually he'll move up and oh no, I'm the guy. You know, Christian's gone. I beat Kurt Angle. 
I beat Samoa Joe. I beat all the guys. Why am I not the leader of a group? That's when you become, you get your fortune. Yeah, that fortune said, fortune won't happen until at least a year later. Because Flair, Flair retired. I think more than Flair, that. Flair retired in 2008. Okay. This is retired. Yeah. AJ was a face for a long time. This is his first. Yeah, I mean, I think he was, yeah, he was a face for the entire Which is why it's so run. different. Yeah, he's only been healed for a little while. Man. Right. And Everybody that's was where we like, get, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, that's where we get a difference. I do, I love his tights in this. It's like the black and gold. I think it's cool because like at, at, up to this point, you always saw AJ in blue. shorts. And it was always like bright blue, bright, bright red, yellow. You never saw him in black. And now he's in black, which is the heel thing to do. And and now he's in long tights yeah. too. He's not in shorts anymore. And it, it was so different. The fans were like, you know. Yeah. So he, he was the actual face of TNA until this point. He was the scene of TNA. That's what yeah. But for some reason, even though AJ is being built as this new heel, he, he, does, he, he does the job. Joe goes over, which is weird. Um, but great match. Yeah. Go out Always. and watch it, I would say. Uh, can't do it justice by talking about it. That's that's a match. They you know can't, each other so well. Yeah, that's, that's just a match you can't talk about. You just you like just gotta AJ watch. AJ Daniels, they always have good matches too because they know yeah. each other so well. And of course, AJ Daniels and and Samoa Joe have that yeah. classic. I think it was like Genesis two thousand five is their first meeting. So yeah. that's somewhere around there is when Joe first comes in because that was like one of Joe's first big matches. Like he came in and started running through smaller X Division guys, and then it became okay, Daniels and. Styles are the top echelon of X Division, so now we're gonna take you out, which doesn't happen. Joe runs through everybody because he's a monster. It's right, funny how rightfully the, so. The face has a chant that Joe's gonna kill you. Yeah, well, he's the face. Nothing wrong. Uh, nothing wrong with that. And Joe can move around for a big guy. Oh yeah, uh, and Keith Lee. He, even yeah. when he was in the X Division, he fit in, which you know, yeah. which I I looked I like Samoa Joe. He could have done to be late. Too late. Like, this Smojo would have been great. Yeah. This well, AJ, not in their 40s. I don't know about that. AJ is still doing things. No, no, like, they are, but, I'm saying, but he's got injuries. He's got wear and tear. He's not the same guy he was. Like, think about who's there, though. If Say he would leave this match and go to WWE. Dolph's not there yet. You know, Cena's just starting to get over. So... He probably, you know, this is Chris, right? This is Chris Masters being in. Or Carlito. Are we, we past that? No, 2007. Seven? Yeah. Carlito, Chris Masters, Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Okay. Eddie is just dead after this. Benoit's still alive, I believe. Benoit dies in 08. Might have been around this time, actually. Yeah. Because Eddie died in 05. Okay. I thought Benoit died in 08, but maybe it was 07. Uh, so, either way, so. He wasn't going to get put in and put with those guys. Here. Yeah, he wouldn't go Batista, in and, yeah. and work with those type of guys. So He'd be in with Batista, JBL. Yeah, so he's not going to go over with those guys. Not Batista wouldn't know how to work with him. JBL's not going to know how to work with him. Hunter's not going to know how to work with him. Sean in, you know, 96 might have known how to work with him. So if he did leave TNA at this point, who's he going to work with up in WWE? Nobody. He would have been yeah. on Heat, Velocity, whatever. Yeah. He would have been... Yeah. Maybe he would have gotten on ECW and they became a thing. Yeah, he could have had some great matches with Punk, but... And Christian, which again is TNA. And, yeah. Because you know. uh, like, this is at the end of Christian's reign. But we didn't yeah. Get, yeah, Christian's about to leave. This version of Samojo didn't get... like 
What do you care the WWE was? Easy? They tried. I really thought that's what they were gonna run with when. Remember when um, right after uh, Rollins turned face, and they had him attack Rollins, and he was now the muscle for Hunter. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. I, I want to say it was like right it after like, pay per view. Yeah, it was like Kev, Kevin Owens was their guy now, and then Samoa Joe came along too. Yeah. But they weren't Maybe really that was together. a thing too. Maybe if Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens and Smojo are very similar. I'm not just talking about fat guys who can move. I'm talking about like smarts wise. Yeah, like, I, I'm talking about just in styles in general, hard hitting, strong style. Like they're kind of similar. Joe a little more flexible than Owens. Owens a little more ground and pound than Joe. But they're very similar. Can't have two of them. And Owens was the guy who got given the go at. And I think he was just got over more too. So And Joe was there as that, you know, and hey, do Joe this, ended, do this. And Joe ended Tyson Kidd's career. Within months of being there. Yeah. That kinda looked good on him. You know? But but it was an accident. Obviously it was an accident. You know, it, it shit happens. But I think that's why he doesn't he didn't use oh, the move yeah, anymore. But uh hopefully Tyson Kidd comes back, you know, especially with I mean anything's possible. Two guys have already come back that you never thought would come back. Edge, Daniel Bryan. Exactly. Um, because he's Tyson got, Kidd wanted to come back. I think he's... Of course. He's training. <laughs> have you Is ever... He? So, I used to watch Total Divas. That guy salivates while watching Bryan wrestle. Mm-hmm. He oh, wants to be there. He wants to still wrestle. It's like, it's got to be killing him. It's all he's ever done. He's posting videos of him in the gym working yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. It's just I I love Tyson Kidd. I've really I've always been a fan of his. So I I think he sort of he was one of those guys in a video game that always became my champion when I customized he was, stuff. stuff. I, I think he he was almost like the Owen Hart. He's I mean he's I just like so him good. Doing he's season. so good. Do you remember when like he was just Natalia's uh, boyfriend? No. What? So he would come out with Natalia and somebody else, and he was Natalia's husband. So he was like ringside and he'd be taking pictures of himself to post on Instagram and he would actually post them on Instagram. Like it was like, Oh, I'm out here with you, but I'm not really paying attention. I'm kind of just like feeling myself. It was when he started doing like the headphones thing, you know, Uh, it was before him and Cesaro were a team, but like, that's such good stuff. It's such good heel work. Like your wife is in the ring and you're too busy like taking pictures of yourself because you love yourself too much. Yeah. It's it's good, man. I, like I think he's really good. They have nothing with him. He was down at NXT because they had nothing to do with him. I know. He, and he was in this really good. Well, because they got rid of uh, Smith, right? He well, failed a drug yeah, test. Yeah, I think he yeah he got fired, and then he went to Japan. And, and he's you know, had, wait, he's had, yeah, he's had a great trip. He should have been in Japan for the first place. And once team split, you know, Vince is just like, eh. Yeah, but like Tyson did have some little stuff here and there, but never. I mean, he definitely got yeah. his biggest shot. After making the brass ring comment, uh, and then that's when him and Cesaro became a team. Uh, we never kind of like a good singles run. No, in in NXT. Yeah, but I mean uh, WWE and the main roster. Was I, I don't remember team. exactly who was in it. I I want to say it was Tyson Kidd, Breeze, Neville, and Sammy mm-hmm. in a four way. It was that one. I think that sounds about right. Four way. Yeah. Uh, ladder match, and this NXT is NXT. Title. Like this is like after, three months into network. Yeah, mm-hmm. after the reality show bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was when NXT first branched out of FCW. 
So it was like, here's FCW, but we're turning it into NXT. Like when, Tyler when the Black. Was released, this was like the third takeover. Um, yeah. How the hell did we get to Tyson Kidd <laughs> on takeover from a TNA pay-per-view? Where <laughs> are we? What, what are we even talking about? Yeah. Oh, AJ Samojo and then that. Okay, and then, uh, sure. Somehow. All right, Samojo yeah, Joe Rogan. Over. So now we're at the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We just... We completely we lost track there. We need a whole episode there. on NXT. Yeah. Oh, I do the history. I've been watching since the beginning, and I, I really love it. And I've seen some FCW stuff. Uh, some of it's really bad. Because, like, Damien Sandow was, like, supposed to be a French general <laughs> in FCW. Yeah, it's really oh. weird. Well, you so, mean he's not Aaron Rex? I guess after... Yeah, after Aaron Rex, he went to it. FCW, dyed his hair black... And then he wore like a French beret. And then it was like him, Cesaro, somebody, somebody else. I can't remember. It's kind of blurry. So we talked about uh, guys that, before we get to the main event, we talked about guys that were big in TNA, went to WWE and became nothing. What about guys that went from WWE and became nothing in TNA? Well, pretty the opposite. I mean, Orlando Jordan. Yeah, but was he, he wasn't there? big, but he was, you know. Look at a guy like R-Truth, who was a two-time champion in TNA. Yeah, R-Truth was, a, was always a, Christian. a comedy thing. Well, see, how do you, you, you view things differently than I do then. Because <laughs> I think the fact that R-Truth has been employed this entire time <laughs> is phenomenal. I'm, ser- no, I'm not yeah. even, like, joking. I think R-Truth is, is a success longest? story. I think the third yeah, longest. he's kept this job. He makes Vince laugh. He, we've seen... Him I mean, and Vince are good friends. Yeah, we've seen, at least, I don't know if you watched it, John, but we watched the R-Truth documentary on the network. Uh, I was one. Vince just calls him up to speak in front of people to make Vince laugh. And he does, because yeah. he's a funny guy. I just watched uh, Paul Heyman talk about the night that he was sent out there to rib Brock Lesnar. I, uh, when he broke Brock Lesnar, when Brock Lesnar laughed with, with R-Truth in the, the ring. Yeah. That was legit. Brock did not know that was happening. Oh. Heyman knew it was happening, and some of the boys in the back knew it was happening. Our truth was sent out there to break oh, Brock. He did. Brock he did. Because yeah. that's who he is, man. Yeah, truth yeah, that was the whole... Everybody loves him. No one has anything there's, bad to say yeah, about him. There's two except sides. for Jeff Jarrett, because he's a racist. There's two sides <laughs> of of our truth. There's the the make you laugh, fun wrestler, our truth in WWE. You know, yeah. even when he was with Road Dog, they were yeah. comedy, you know, hip hop. Yeah. Get rowdy. Um, gonna, do, gonna move some things. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like and then, Coke? Are you so, moving Coke? And then in TNA, he was the first black NWA champion. Yep. Uh, yeah, Ron, Ron the Truth Killers. Yeah. Yep. So he was the wrestler in TNA. In hey, WWE. But he didn't he keep was, it long because Jeff Jarrett's a racist. <laughs> and, and in WWE, he was always that guy that the kids loved, you know. And he was also the tag team champ with a football player who wasn't allowed to wrestle. Pac-Man Jones on yeah. the Pac-Man Jones. He God that damn team. it. <laughs> I thought we are talking about the good of TNA, <laughs> not Pac-Man Jones. Let's talk about that next time, though. This paper oh, was taken up yeah. right here. Pac-Man Jones. We can do an hour on Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> You're right. So he wasn't allowed to wrestle. I was he, signed, contract. he signed a TNA contract to wrestle. Without consulting anybody from his <laughs> team or the NFL commission. And when they found out, they were like, no, you can't. No, you're not allowed to do this. It says it in your contract. And then he had to call up Dixon. He was like, uh, hey, 
Like, I can come, but I can't do anything. Please <laughs> <laughs> just don't walk out with our truth. Yeah. yeah. He'd sit in the apron, never tagged in. <laughs> and, then, and then he just disappeared. And then he'd win. Like, yeah, because he, he was a tag <laughs> champion that never wrestled. <laughs> All right, main event time. It's Pac-Man Jones versus... <laughs> <laughs> So, three of the best TNA have ever had to offer. Kurt Angle, Sting, and Christian Cage. In my opinion, the three guys who put TNA on the map. Because they they were the Terry Funks to ECW. These are the three guys that made me want to watch TNA, to be honest. Terry Funk came in, and he refused money from Vince to go work Barely Legal. To put over ECW's first pay-per-view. To... Be there and support what he believed in. Something smaller. Because Vince doesn't need Terry Funk. He just wanted Terry Funk. Vince didn't need Kurt Angle, Sting, or... Well, he could have used Sting at this time. <laughs> but Or Christian Cage. Sting could still be sitting on his ass at home. He had a 10-year contract from Turner. That ended in 2001. This is 2007. Do the math. He could still be sitting home for have, collecting that money and not doing anything. But he believed in this company. So he came and he helped. Kurt Angle put, helped put this company on the map. Christian was another. Hey, that guy was in WWE. Yeah, people give AEW shit for that now. And when you look at it, for all... I showed you... I sent you guys that picture. When you look at all the guys that WWE has not sent, but let go and have shown up in AEW, it's disgusting. But they're doing what's best for the next company. Like Sting, Kurt Angle, and Christian Cage did here. They put their shit aside and helped this company become something. Yeah, X Division is great. Nobody's going to watch it if nobody knows who the wrestlers are. Kurt Angle, you these, know. These are Sting, your money makers. you know. Christian, you know. Those are the guys to get the eyes on the product. And then you go, hey, that Chris Saban guy in the first match, he was really good. That was really cool to watch. That Alex Shelley. You know what? Uh, Tiger Mask. I think I've heard of him before. Maybe I'll keep watching. Honestly, but you became a I really fan. like that AJ Styles Samoa Joe match. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But you became a fan like Jerry yeah, because I, you yeah. saw the names Kurt Angle, Sting, Christian Cage. And here we are in a triple threat to become the first ever TNA world type world heavyweight champion from the NWA. At this point, Christian is the NWA champion. Yes. Um and he is the last NWA champion until I no, mean, not still going. It's. I mean, it's I still, know, but it goes. It it becomes like it's a thing still. Yeah. Right after this pay per view, I don't know who they crown after Christian. Um, but it's it. You know, it doesn't really go away. It just goes away from TNA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I re- I remember going through the guide and I saw Kurt Angle sting. I was like, oh, you know, because all I remember is I didn't see Kurt Angle for a while, and then I was like, oh, Kurt Angle, you know, and then I was like, wow, this is cool. Uh, and then I started to watch TNA, and then it, Hogan came over and, you know, fuck him. Well, but <laughs> I would look at it like, if I'm, okay, I've heard about this TNA company, I hear my friends talking about it, but I don't know. And I see a poster advertising that they're coming to my town. And on the poster is, no disrespect, but it's Jay Lethal, you know, it's Chris Saban. I'm not going to go because I don't know who those people are. Because on the poster, it's Sting. So it's Kurt Angle. Just to those guys, I know. I'm gonna go. Just to uh, to touch on this in September of 2007. So not much 
after this. So four months. Yeah. Uh, Adam Pierce, who now works for WWE, becomes the next uh, hmm. NWA World Champion. Then we got Brent Albright, Adam Pierce again, Blue Demon Jr., who I believe we put in our masked wrestler. Uh, a lot of them too. Yeah. Adam Pierce again, Colt Cabana. Wow. Yeah, the Sheik. Adam Pierce again, Colt Cabana again. Adam Pierce again. <laughs> Cahagas, Rob Conway, which is that's when I started under like knowing about the NWA again when Rob Conway became the champion. And after WWE, yeah. right after he left WWE, then Tim Storm, Nick Aldis, Cody, and Nick, Nick Aldis Stan. is the the current. So yeah. Tim Storm held that belt for a long time. Over a year. Adam Pierce is like ten time because he just every other <laughs> something like that. Uh, Adam Pierce was a good wrestler. I remember. Ooh, there's actually this really cool spot in ROH. Was it Adam Pierce? Yeah. So uh, he saved Jimmy Jacobs from breaking his neck. Uh, they were supposed to do a top rope power bomb to the outside, and he had to like throw Jimmy away so that Jimmy wouldn't break his neck. Uh, and then he looked like he took a really bad bump too. And then the next time him and Jimmy Jacobs wrestled, they went for the same spot, but they weren't going to do it. They were just teasing it to the fans, and the fans ch- started chanting, "Please don't die! Please don't die!" <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. But, uh, Jimmy talks about it in his his shooting interview. So this triple threat is is you know that's what gets people into into TNA. And there's also a storyline um, a little bit about like Kurt Angle again not starting to trust everybody, so he doesn't trust Sting anymore, who was. Just his friend last month for lethal lockdown. Uh, now he doesn't really trust Sting anymore because he doesn't know how to take it. First Kurt's spot of the there. match, though. Kurt's been there how long? I'd say if not like a, a year, year, yeah, something like maybe a year. Sting, less than a year. Sting's been there a little bit, something like that. Because Sting was Sting was champion already. Sting was already NWA champion there. Um, so he's probably there a little over. And a this year is too. when Kurt starts to slim down a lot. Yeah. This is uh, yeah. But we start on to cool comedy heel, Kurt. I love comedy. I love that Kurt can play both the super badass, I will tear your face off Suplex of your... machine, like yeah. wrestling machine. And then he also does these stupid little things where he's being interviewed by... Uh, so Kurt, uh, not Kurt, uh, Kevin Nash is doing this thing where he's, the, he's Kurt's therapist. And he, he has a therapy session while he's tanning in a tanning bed in a speedo <laughs> you know it's just, it's like funny things like that like kurt was a great comedy heel think about back to wwe him first thing stone i think cold. about what him and stone cold yeah the the tiny cowboy hat yeah. the kumbaya yeah. the the milk truck you know yeah. instead of the beer truck like, he was a great comedy heel so he could do both and here he did these and right now he's he's doing it with sting he doesn't trust anybody First spot of the match, though, they both go to hit Christian. I'm pretty sure Kurt accidentally potatoes Christian, and because Sting doesn't actually make contact, oh. like Kurt nails Christian in the face, and Sting's hand is like a half second behind, so Sting never makes combat contact. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a little bit a little bit stiff there. I don't even think Angle was there a year because he was in ECW before TNA. And I think ECW uh, started late 2006, maybe early 2007. Yeah, 
He wasn't, so here's how I can remember it. He definitely wasn't in the video game 2007. So, the WWE video game in 2007. That was, two, that was made in 2006. Right, so he wasn't ahead. in that. Hmm. Or was he in 7? Because I, I remember he was in ECW because he was like the yeah, wrestling. Yeah. He was like he was in the very beginning of ECW. But you know what? Actually, I think he I think he wasn't in two thousand eight, which was made in two thousand seven. So I think that's it. I don't. I think he was in two thousand seven. That was the last game he was in. And so because Christian was in that game too. Yeah. Yeah. So this match, the ending was uh, interesting. I don't. I don't even finish to be honest. October nineteenth, two thousand six. He made his debut. Mm. Angle. And then he did the headbutt, right? That was the headbutt to Samoa Joe. Oh, I, just, I just got a date. No, he, do, he does the he's, he debuts in front of Joe and he headbutts Joe. Um, he, doesn't he like bust the yeah. on his eyebrows? So this is May 2007, so he's only been there like seven months. Yeah. yeah. And he's spoiler alert, he's already champion. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah. you say it like you didn't deserve it. <laughs> no, but the guy I, was over. but. You know, same with AEW. Oh, WWE guys. The finish. What was the finish? Then? So the finish was, I believe Christian had Sting in a roll up, mm-hmm. and Angle was doing the ankle lock or something. Oh, that's right. That's uh, Sting. I, yeah, Sting no. was pinning Christian. Yeah, it, yeah. Sting was pinning yeah. Christian, and then Angle had him up. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's supposed to be like the three count yeah. and the tap were the same time. Yeah. But Kurt is determined the champion um, to walk away from this and become the first ever TNA world champion. They have now officially broken away from the NWA after tonight. This this is kind of the official, even though they've already broken away from NWA. They're still yeah. using the name up to tonight. And then uh, shortly after this, Christian leaves. Yep, Christian goes back. Because he goes to ECW mm-hmm. as a punishment. Um, eh, but you know what? I think he got it more over there. Yeah. And then, luckily, his best friend broke his neck and couldn't wrestle anymore. And he got a world title shot. <laughs> oh, and the two-time world champ. It's, it's true. Yeah. Hey, let's not let's not gloss over why Christian got a world title shot. Let's Same not, as Ray got. I was going to yeah. say, there's only one reason Ray Mysterio got a world title yeah. shot and won the Royal Rumble. Because Eddie died. Without Eddie dying, no one would have given a shit about Ray Mysterio. We do as fans, but Vince would have never put him over. But Eddie died, and you know. Yeah. So this is the start of Dixie Carter TNA. Um. So Jeff Jarrett still kind of owns it, but eh. yeah, he's a he's a part owner. But he's also he's still the producer. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, at this point, Vince Russo is there. He's booking. Uh, he's creative, head of creative, head of writer, so, writer, writing, yeah. and all that. It's not good. Um. <laughs> And also, I, I believe, and we didn't see it on this show. Do you guys know about Black Rain? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Meow, meow, meow. That's the pet rat. Gold dust after he after he ate the whole McDonald's menu. Um, oh, that's not fair. He was on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know that. That's not true. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just a joke. <laughs> that's the. Uh, Pedophile angle we're No, going that's with? seven. Oh, seven. No, seven. black rain, black rain. He had black and silver yeah, paint. Completely black. A, a pet cool. rat weighed about four hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was just. I thought he thought, okay, I'm gonna wear black and silver because like, I'm a big Raiders fan, and I'm going to the NWA TNA I, and, I and NWA. The rap group loves the Raiders, so I'm gonna wear black and silver. No, yeah. am no, I the uh, racist connection? <laughs> that's a stretch. God damn it! Is 
I don't think this is EC3 yet. Oh, hell no. Oh, no, no. Not even close. He's not even NXT yet. But this is where Dixie Carter starts to... He's not even Derek Bateman yet. But this is where Dixie Carter starts Probably to be high more, school, <laughs> Probably, yeah. more of a uh, on, on-screen role. Um, Soon, yes. This is before... I, I think you got about two or three years before Hogan comes over and fucks Which was, up. according to Bruce Pritchard, this whole company was bankrolled by her parents. Yes. Yeah. So like, Jeff she would Jared, just go to them and be like, I need money. And then, okay. Yes. <laughs> Dixie Carter didn't actually own the company. Dixie Carter's parents owned the company. And Dixie Carter, was, from what I've heard... Wasn't even like a wrestling fan and shit no. about the business. So it was under Panda Energy, which is their oil company or something. I don't it's know. Not that they, yeah, they're filthy rich. Yes, disgusting rich. <laughs> um, so they bankrolled this. She then started making decisions. Dutch Mantel, who you also know as Zeb Coulter, um, he was oh Jebediah. He was Jebediah also. JBL's manager. Yeah. So uh, he was he was brought in for creative. Bruce Pritchard was there at this time. Jim Cornette was there, and the infamous Vince Russo. <laughs> so Dixie Carter stormed into a meeting at some point around this time, said that if she heard any more fire Russo chants, someone's getting fired, and it's not Vince Russo. You shouldn't be running a company then. <laughs> so. The people who you are trying to make buy your product are telling you what they don't like about the product. And your response is, I'm going to fire anyone else but the responsible party for what they don't like. What kind of shit is that? Yeah. Uh, well, listen, did Bruce say, well, the WWE called about, can we have Ric Flair for the Hall of Fame? Oh, this is years. Yeah, this is years. I mean, it's totally Dixie's mindset. Yeah, right. That Bruce is like, we can have anybody we want from WWE except for who was it, Taker? Yeah. Cena? Yeah, there there were some exceptions. And then, so, like, I don't know, let's just say three years from now, from where we're talking about 2007, uh, Ric Flair goes in the Hall of Fame while he's working for TNA. So they ask if they can borrow. The talent exchange. Yeah, talent exchange. Can we borrow? Uh, Ric Flair for the night, and we'll give you someone yeah. in return. They reached out to Bruce Pritchard because he was right. familiar with both sides. Yeah. So, in exchange for Rick fucking Flair, Dixie Carter wanted Christian Cage. Nothing against Christian Cage. He is not Ric Flair. You could have had almost anyone on the entire roster, body. and you picked Christian. Literally, Bruce Pritchard was like, Anyone that we want. And I think they said no taker, no Cena. It was one other person. And you picked that Christian are untouched to come out. Anyone else on my payroll, you can freaking have them. And you picked and then, Christian Cage to come out and be in your whole yeah. thing. And Pritchard went to Dixie, like, do you realize we could have, like, Randy Orton? Like, this could be massive. No, I really like Christian. Let's get yeah. him. Nope. I think Bruce seems like he's trying to talk her out. Like, are you kidding me? Christian. Again, this is where the mentality of number one should never acknowledge number two, but number two should always strive. To acknowledge and fight against number one and show that you are better. So, in Vince's mind, like we talked about, no one knows TNA. But in TNA's mind, they should think that everyone knows everybody that has been in WWE. Because all of my fans are fans who have come over from WWE. I'm not making any new fans. I'm gaining fans from them. So let's bring over the Randy Orton's, 
you know, I'm sure John Cena wasn't an option. I'm sure Hunter wasn't an option. Yeah. Let's bring someone over with a name of, I mean, at this point, probably Bobby Lashley was on the table. And he was a main eventer at that point. He main eventer at WrestleMania with Donald Trump. Yeah. And Umaga. You know, so bring him in. Punk. Who you're going to bring. Punk. You could have had anybody. And she wanted Christian. Yeah. That's... I think Pritchard said he laughed because he called WWE back. He's like, we'll take Christian. They went, you want Christian? He's the ugly one. You want Christian? <laughs> not Edge? Not you the... know, that's what Vince said, have Christian. Vince is... Vince says, oh, well, Christian won't get over. He's the ugly one. Yeah. Edge is the good-looking one. Yeah, yeah. Edge is the good-looking one. Christian's the ugly one. <laughs> Who do you say it was? Lauren Harris or whatever? Laugh like, you want Christian? Hey. You I look mean, at this roster? I get it. I mean, I get the reason he was your champion. He has history. And there. he was going to the Hall of Fame, so yeah. it made sense. But, but you didn't that was Dixie to. not knowing the business. That yeah, was her exactly. going, I know that guy. He used to wrestle here, right? Oh, yeah, I like him. Get him. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame when someone who's just the owner starts having hands in creative, starts being an on-screen talent, you don't know wrestling, and that was the biggest downfall. Uh, I, why did her parents even buy the company? I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Jeff Jarrett's racist. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, Jeff just, Jarrett owned it. I think he needed So, to... you know Jeff Jarrett used the money that he held up Vince for. Mm-hmm. So, when he was Intercontinental Champion... He held up Vince because his contract expired while he was holding the belt. And to this day, people think it was Russo telling him to do that. Hey, don't drop the belt. You know, you're going to be champion. Your contract's going to expire. Yep. And then call Vince and tell him, hey, I'm not going to come drop your belt until you pay me X amount. He used that X amount to bankroll TNA. And that was against China, right? It was against that, China. That yeah. household that match without a contract. Yeah. Right? That household cleaning, right. whatever. Yes. Yeah. And we signed like a one night, one night, yeah, one night deal for X amount of dollars. I don't know what it was, and then eventually he would have used that money to fund TNA. Yeah, I think had energy on him because he. They probably just needed more. They were getting bigger. It was a yeah, like a Spike TV. I mean, production costs a lot for TV. Yeah, I think he sort of reached out like you can buy a share of my company. Yeah, and that's how they got involved. I'm sure. Yeah, and then Dixie's completely. She seems like a nice lady, but she's completely. I, it wasn't a complete shit show once Dixie took over. It was still okay. Dixie I mean, should uh, have been the silent partner. Exactly. I don't know why she had to be on TV. Yeah. She's, we didn't have to do the stupid. Uh, her and AJ are having an affair. Exactly. Uh, her and AJ's affair with Katie Lynch, I think was her name. Yeah. Yeah. And then that chick quit, so the angle got dropped anyway. Uh, yeah. When we talk about TV, we talk about that. Yeah, it, it still wasn't. Also, TNA doesn't t- pay their talent enough that their TNA Women's Knockout Champion has to still work at Sunglass Hunk. Uh, <laughs> Taya Valkyrie? No, 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 not Taya Valkyrie. Taylor Wilde. Oh, yeah. Taylor Wilde was the TNA Knockout Champion, but she was still had to work at Sunglass Hut. She got recognized while working at Sunglass Hut, got made fun of because she, had, she didn't make enough money, so they were like making fun of her for still having to have this job. So she quit TNA. Hmm. That goes to show you where she was making more money. Yeah, that's uh, pathetic. She was going to school too. I think. Yeah, she. I mean, she was young, so probably. Yeah. But I remember her. She's pretty. Yeah. It was from like, so let's say 2008 to 2010 or 11. It was Dixie Carter, and then I think 2010-ish, Bischoff came over. Bischoff came in. Flair, Hogan. We got the WCW uh, revival. The Bischoff legends and Hogan. 
The Legends title. That was fucking awful. Phil Dixie's yeah. head with promises yeah. they couldn't do. Hogan, what's the next division? Because yeah. Bischoff is still convinced. Had to make the ring. Couldn't, couldn't have six sides anymore. Bischoff, uh, to this day, will still tell you that he had Vince and WWE on the brink of extinction with his 83 weeks. No. And they weren't even that close. I mean, they were. Yeah, he'll say, I'm the only person who's ever beaten Vince. Is what he'll tell he, you. He did. And he did. It With WCW, with Ted Turner. Back in the only reason he did that is because Ted Turner could buy guys from WWE. At this point, he wasn't able to do that anymore. And instead, he got guys past the prime. But yeah. Dixie, not knowing wrestling, yeah, was sold a bill of goods. Yeah, I mean, she probably didn't call Cody. Well, they were going to do Hulk Hogan. Of course. But, but he was probably like, hey, you know, I beat Vince before. You know, yeah. you can. Yeah. I used to work for him. I know what he's. Yeah. And eighty-three weeks sounds really good until you look at the broad scheme of things where actually it's only 83 weeks of five years yeah you know you only did that you only did 83 weeks of beating me in a span of 95 to 2000 you know where are those other and after the 83 weeks i mean that ship sank fast yeah but she didn't know exactly they promised her let's move to monday nights that didn't that was a disaster it only lasted what we'll go head to head I know Vince in and out. We can beat him. I've beaten him before. Let's do this. Yeah, that lasted maybe a couple months. From what I remember, she had said to them, it's your show now. But you beat them Go with ahead. two top stars leaving in their prime. Yeah, You beat you them with NWO that. and Goldberg. Not only did NWO. Well, Goldberg, I don't, I don't really equate That Goldberg was their homegrown that. guy. Yeah. I don't, don't have I don't that. know. As a kid, I can tell you, I never watched Nitro for Goldberg. Well, some people did. And I was, you know, I was their key demographic at that point. I didn't watch yeah, I wasn't Nitro for fan either. I was a Glacier fan. I liked NWO <laughs> when they were cool, the cool heels. I exactly. Them. But again, they took Hall and Nash in their prime. They were top guys. They weren't top guys who were starting to fall. Nash was just coming off a match with Undertaker at, at WrestleMania 12. That Sean and Brett. No, not 13. No, so it was 12. Oh. It definitely wasn't 11, so it would have been it would have been 12. Uh, he's just coming off a match with Undertaker. He had been champion. He had these great matches with Brett. Obviously, Brett was the actual worker. Razor Ramon, yeah, he was never world champion, but he's always been that next guy. Like, he's just under world champion. He's your top mid-card yeah. guy. Yeah. So you've got these guys in their prime, you know? And then you get X-Pac, prime. You've got your homegrown talent in Big Show, who is about to leave. Once he leaves, hmm, why is that guy leaving? Because he was over in WCW. And that's how people start looking at it. Why did that guy leave? Here in TNA, you, you were losing guys. Guys were trying to go somewhere else. You weren't getting prime guys in, from WWE. You weren't getting John Cena, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler. You, know, you weren't getting those guys from the WWE. At this point, TNA is barely head above water. Yeah. So these guys are just keeping them afloat. You they didn't elevate TNA, it was just basically you didn't go out of business with me, but I'm not getting you yeah. better. You're just sort of you made Bubba Ray Dudley <laughs> your top heel. And it worked. Well, Bischoff. I mean, his, did his, it work though? His kid yeah. was on a big Exactly. Team. You made him part of a leader of a group yeah. who had Wesley What was his name? No, Gunner. Right. No, yeah, Gunner. Well, no, not. but there's another. Wesley something. Yeah, I remember who that was. Uh, 
Garrett Bischoff. Garrett Bischoff and West was it West or Wesley something? He was another kid. He was uh, uh, Briscoe. Oh, he was yeah, a Briscoe. Yeah. West West or Wesley Briscoe. Yeah. And those were your next guys, Garrett Bischoff and one a, a kid from the Briscoes. Actual Briscoes, not the ROH Briscoes. The <laughs> ROH Briscoes are much better. <laughs> you know, uh, you never you'd stop signing the guys from ROH and bringing up talent. That's how ROH got better. Because at first, ROH was losing guys. ROH lost CM Punk, Austin Aries, Joe, Joe, Joe Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, uh, Jerry Lynn, who was a champion, yeah. Tyler Black. You know, everybody started going different places. So once you stopped rating their talent, they could just build there. And that's how, I, in my opinion, 2011, 2012, ROH was the second best company in the United States. Yeah. It was that not was, TNA. Yeah, that was what Young Bucks, Adam Cole. Talk about this after mm. we did the TNA episode. But the other thing was Hogan and Bischoff still had the WCW mentality of no one's tuned in to watch AJ Styles, brother. Yeah, which we got a bullshit. Scott Steiner and all, and the Nasty yeah. Boys and, and all my old buddies. Oh yeah. And they did bring in the nasty boys. And bring in all my old buddies. Yeah. Because they're they put asses in seats. They're big stars. Yeah, no. And, ever, and there was an interview with Hogan. And they said, What do you do about the X Division? He said, What's the X Division, brother? Yeah. I, and I, that tells you right there. 2010, they they had the Legends title. Yeah, I remember. Well, and Booker T held it for a while, right? It well, kind of and like Kevin Booker's. Nash had it. Yeah. Because I remember the other pay per view I was thinking about doing was. Uh, Hardcore Justice, maybe, 2010, and AJ Styles beat Kevin Nash for the Legends title. I was like, oh, God. The thing that when Hogan Bischoff were there, like, it's Garrett Bischoff. It's WCW. It's old guys. Yeah. So the homegrown guys are now getting buried. D-Lo. D-Lo. D-Lo was in, yeah, in Aces and Eights. Well, yeah, yeah. But Ric Flair with Fortune was on all the time, like. Their homegrown guys got buried. Yeah. Same well, with no, WCW. Fortune tried to get homegrown. Wasn't Fortune? Fortune Bobby was Kaz. Rude. rude. AJ. AJ and somebody else. But Flair was like their manager. But still, I mean, they were trying to get... Four horsemen. Yeah, it was four Oh, yeah, they kept going like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, Fortune. So, TNA has its ups. TNA has its downs. Um, in Overall, I think TNA has had a great run. Uh, now we are in the era of Impact Wrestling, which is... Technically not TNA, but they still have the legacy of TNA. You, I, I subscribe to Impact Plus for seven ninety nine a month. You get all the old TNA stuff. It's still the same company. Still has the same mentality. Their lineage traces. Yeah. I think now they're starting to try to get back to what two thousand five, six, seven was. And now, now Impact is on. What, Access TV, which yeah. um, I don't know, which like no one gets. I, yes, I really yeah. don't. Yeah. But again, on the app, so they were on Destination the America. You can download the app for free and watch their weekly television on there, or you can pay seven ninety nine and get like the network. All the yes, yeah. uh, get all of the old stuff. You get everything they've ever done. You get other indie promotions. Goes back to you said when it was a weekly pay per view. Yeah, all the way back to TNA number one. Well, that's like Ken Shamrock, Shamrock yes, Raven. Exactly. Yeah. Team I think Macho showed get, up in yep. an old episode. Yeah. yeah. I thought they had Global Network for that or something. Yeah, they don't anymore. Global Force. No. Well, he's talking about GWN was like Global Wrestling Network, yeah. which had like three or four promotions under its belt. I 
But they, that doesn't, they don't have that anymore. If I remember, part of the deal to Jeff Jarrett coming over and going to the Hall of Fame was he brought that with him. Oh, okay. And their library, which is why a lot of that, like, evolved and that oh, stuff is. Oh, okay. That makes on sense. On the network. Oh, okay. That, that was sort of part of. That makes sense. Like, that's what they wanted WCW for. They wanted oh, a yeah. library. They didn't give a shit about wrestling. Well, yeah. Uh, Trish Jericho, I said that before. Uh, he could have bought WCW when it was up for sale, but they weren't going to give him TV time. All you get is what we have done from here back. You don't get anything for future. You get no talent. You get because they're all contracted to Turner. You get no TV time. So really, you get a set, you get a ring, and you get a library. And for what it was, it wasn't worth to him. Could have bought it for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I I picked this pay-per-view because I think overall, I mean, there were one or two duds, but. It was a solid show. Yeah, solid Chris Harris match was a shit show. That was. <laughs> solid uh, storylines going into it, and uh, and coming out. Yeah, tune in next week yeah. to Impact. <laughs> yeah. But, I, Maybe we should start doing that. Maybe we should do like one paid show every month, and then just like leave it on a cliffhanger, and then get the audience to listen to our free show. <laughs> Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, no thanks. I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I have self respect. If anything, I'd start an OnlyFans. Just <laughs> 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 me rubbing my nipple for There's uh, good and bad in every promotion. And yep. uh, TNA had more bad than good. But, you know, uh, we went over WWE, we went over ECW, WCW. So we figured TNA would be next. Know, We'll go over. Which we didn't really go over TNA a whole lot. We saw Australian down under wrestling from Dennis Rodman. Yes. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. That's I'm not watching that again. I watched it once. I'm not watching it again. What we could do is NXT strictly like the from history the, from, and lineage. Yeah. Are we gonna ooh from the start like FCW into NXT? Oh man, Amber would be so pissed at me. But like, I'll sit down and watch. Everything. So I'll, I. I'll watch every takeover I up love, to today. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I love like that that Sammy dive and the Cesaro uppercut. Man. Good that man, was, it's oh. good. It's really good. It was a great way to start NXT. Here's our product. Here's Cesaro, who at that point was Antonio Cesaro, and Sami Zayn, who I really feel is going to end up in a triple threat ladder match. I'm hoping. For the Intercontinental <laughs> title. I mean, it makes sense. AJ does ladder matches. Sammy does ladder matches. Jeff, obviously. Jeff does, is the ladder match. He's <laughs> out of the he ladder. He is a ladder. My <laughs> pieces of ladder embedded in his yeah. body. So, it would be good. I hope that's how they book it. We had a longer episode today, but it was fun. We got, we got into detail and, you know. Almost um, as long as the pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a comment, but you know what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe NXT. You know. Uh, okay. I, I like I, NXT. I think that would be fun. And I'm I, I'm actually, I'm a really big history buff. I, I I can piece together. Although I really blank a lot. Like I forget that TM six one. Oh yeah. Like feuded with uh, Authors of Pain for like a year. Mm. Yeah, I forget that. Cause I'm like, oh man, what has Shane Thorne been doing? Oh, he was like. In a prominent feud for a yeah, long time, yeah. I just forget it, and I watched it. You get that team exactly. Yeah, it's not like it's. I think TNA or I'm sorry, shit, 
NXT, it was things were turning over so fast that you just like gloss over it. Even Bo Dallas's run. Yeah. I loved Bo Dallas at the time. People forget that Bo Dallas was NXT champ. I'm divorced. I'm pretty sure that's why I'm divorced. I used to, <laughs> Bo Lee! I used to run around the house yelling, Bo Lee. <laughs> Very annoyingly. Thumbs in the air. Yeah. <laughs> that is grounds for divorce. Yeah. So yeah, we could do NXT. So yeah, uh, look for that next week. So... And, uh, what are, okay, when we talk about NXT, are we going to go FCW to televise NXT, or are we going to cover just how it transitions? Game show NXT. No, 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 no. Okay, uh, thank you. I think we should mention that it started. Yeah, that that's a that's a flute, right? No, you guys don't remember. Okay, you know what? We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> transition from FCW to NXT, what it is today, and then you know. Game okay, but I'm going to talk about the game show because there was some really. Funny things that happened. Like the mustache promo? Mustache? No. I don't know. Alright, well, <laughs> alright, so next week, NXT episode. So, uh, we had fun, like always. And don't forget uh, to watch uh, West Troops A list reviews on, on YouTube? YouTube. What is uh, it? It's movie reviews. So, the reviews. Like so, any new movies? Shitty music? Oh, shitty, shitty No, like movies? he goes to the movie theater and watches. Any new movies, movies that come out? Goes to the movie theater, he watches them, them, reviews them. Okay. He doesn't do spoilers. Okay. I I would like I would love to hear him do nothing but trouble. Right. Jared, do you know what that movie no. is? Chevy Chase. It's terribly yeah. amazing. Debbie oh. Moore. Yeah. I'll, I'll Dan Aykroyd, so. John Candy. Uh, oh, I know he's, he's listening. He's Tupac. Tupac is in that movie. Oh. Yeah. He said he's gonna listen. So there you go. Is Wes, that, when you're listening, nothing but trouble movie review. Yeah, he's he's a friend of ours and. Uh, he, yes. His reviews are good, and he doesn't. He tries his best not to do spoilers while still giving you information on what the movie is about. So oh, see, I'm the I'm the opposite. Uh, my partner at work, if he pisses me off, I'll watch spoil. I'll watch the spoilers of movies, and if he pisses me off that day, I'll tell him. <laughs> like Joker, Avengers, I'll find out the spoilers. And then if he's a dick, I just tell him the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's any movies that, that are coming out and you're like, eh, I don't know if I should watch that, go over there, watch his channel. I just watched a really good movie. It's not in theaters, I don't think, but it had Anna Kendrick in it and uh, uh, Blake Lively. It was called The Simple Favor. It's really cool. You should oh, check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Really I do want to see it, yeah. And it, it keeps you thinking, man. Wes is also a wrestling fan, so maybe one of these times we can have him as a guest. Um, Wait, is he the asshole that was in Aces and Eights? that guy <laughs> but yeah go check that channel out uh, thanks for listening give the name again A-list reviews West, Tro- West Troops A-list review thank you on YouTube yep go tell them uh, we like wrestling podcasts thank you so. and never forget <laughs> believe <laughs>